Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. The bigger picture, only on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's The Breakfast Huddle with Elliot Danker and Ryan Huang. It's time now for The Bigger Picture. And Ryan, this morning we're talking about jitters, especially with tightening from central banks. How does that play out? What's the potential for a recession? Good question, Elliot. Markets are back to sell-off mode again. So that rally was short-lived as some may have suspected. So lots of jitters as we see central banks around the world tighten even further. And everyone's asking, how will that play out for the economy? So so in the past 24 hours, we saw the Swiss National Bank, a surprise rate hike of 50 basis points. Mm. The Bank of England hiking expected, 25 basis points. The FOMC, of course, earlier in the week, 75 basis points. And the BOJ in Japan will be in focus today. Let's check in with Aninda Mitra. He is the Head of Asia Macro and Investment Strategy for BNY Investment Management. Morning, Aninda. How are you doing today? Morning. Good. Thank you. Thanks for having me on your show. Happy Friday, Aninda. Now, let's get your sense of where things are going with markets these days. We started the week maybe 50 basis points and then quickly sentiment changed to 75 and then we had a rally and then not a rally anymore. How do you make sense of what's happening in the markets right now? Yeah, I wish it was a happier Friday, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) But look, I think it's sinking in that uh, the odds of a recession are steadily ticking higher. Um, The question is, what kind of a recession are we going to have? Mm. Is it more of a normal recession or a monetary recession? And by monetary recession, I mean where a central bank such as the Fed has to force a recession to anchor long-term price expectations by weakening the labor market, which I think is a key stress given that wage increases are continuing at uh, more than 5% on a year-on-year basis, which is completely you know, not consistent with the Fed's inflation target of getting somewhere close to 2%. So on top of that, I would add, there are really three big structural headwinds, which the Fed can't do much about. One is the zero COVID policy in China, which keeps global supply chains tight. It's recovering, no doubt, but it's recovering very slowly. The second structural headwind is the war in Ukraine, which keeps energy prices and food prices elevated. Now, the U.S. is self-sufficient in both these areas, but you know they're not the kind of country which is going to impose import restrictions to, to, to manage their own fuel and food supply stocks. And the third structural headwind really is what I, what I was pointing out a moment ago. Unemployment is at 3.5%. In the U.S., job vacancies are running at 7%. Do the math, Ryan. It's, you know, uh, two jobs for every one person that's unemployed at this point in the cycle. So the Fed has no other option but to really address this, this these wins with cyclical tools. And the concern increasingly in the market is that they're going to have to tilt the, the, the economy into a, into a much deeper slowdown. Yeah, so we are seeing that playing out and the Fed responding with that 75 basis point hike, Aninda. Uh, are we now going to see a bit of a race to hike by central banks? We've seen that play through with the SMB and then the BOE and the BOJ today. What would that mean for the markets? So it's unfortunately, you know, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I mean, there's no place to hide. You know, we've been recommending being as defensive as possible, recession proofing your portfolios. But, you know, stocks are selling off, bond yields are also rising. The two things from an investment strategy standpoint, which I would suggest, Ryan, is to highlight that at BNY Mellon, we are, we are warming up to to, to fixed income. We are mm. at least cutting our underweights in fixed income. I mean, the, 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 the realization here is that if we do get into a recession, that's the uh, asset class which should rally on the long end with or without you know, further hikes or quantitative tightening. And the other thing I would point out is that wherever you find pockets of growth, 
take it. That would be countries like China at the moment, which they still have zero COVID, albeit, you know, but at the margin, at least, you know, if you start to see an intensification of the stimulus, better management of lockdowns uh, and so on, you know, those are the pockets of, of growth which could, which could crop up. And uh, as you may have noticed, Chinese equity markets have at least, you know, outperformed U.S. and global markets in the last uh, two, three weeks or so. It's been chopping, but I think that's a trend which could continue. Yeah, that's a very good point. We are seeing a bit of a policy divergence when it comes to how central banks are moving. You've got the West with the FMC, and then you've got China and to an extent Japan moving the other direction to be more accommodative. What does this mean when you look at sectors in China? Which would be the pockets of growth to look out for? Would the property sector still be in play here? No, we'd be focusing on three things. First, the infrastructure area, that's clearly in favor. In, in the good eyes of the Chinese government itself, that's a sector to target and promote. Secondly, we are turning up more constructive on tech companies in China. Uh, the restrictions on Chinese companies do seem to be things steadily, even if haltingly. I think the, the confirmation of that would come if the talks with uh, U.S. authorities on ensuring that many of these companies remain listed in U.S. markets. If we get more traction on that front, I think that would be a, uh, an important catalyst for sustaining a rally in Chinese tech companies. And lastly, consumer staples. I think at some point, you know, if the restrictions are eased or they, mm. or, they, or they pull back on zero COVID stuff a little bit more, that would you know, probably release a lot of pent-up spending in the economy, which is why we are also looking at consumer staples. Mm. And I'm curious about your take on banks, because we do get higher margins from higher rates, but at the same time, fears of recession could see businesses cutting back on borrowing. How will this play out for banks? Well, we are a bit concerned about this. If the curve inverts, and obviously this would not be great for banks around the world, but, you know, it's if, if, if you look at a recession, you know, clearly that would, you know, if, especially if it's a monetary recession, we have to engineer a recession to, to stabilize prices. That would be quite bad for the banking system because you start to look at, you know, more credit blowouts in high yield and so on and so forth, which I think, you know, would ultimately come back to haunt the banks. Yeah, and one more thing to wrap up, Anita, is the strength of the U.S. dollar. We are expecting more rate hikes. Uh, what are expectations mm-hmm. for further upside for the U.S. dollar? And what will be the implications for the rest of Asia? Yeah, we're still in, in the long dollar camp here, unfortunately. And the risk is that if we could see some extreme policy divergence, uh, we've seen some signs of that, especially with the yen. And uh, that continues for, for too much, ultimately it begins to uh, weigh on the Chinese yuan as well. Uh, so we, we're a bit more cautious on, on FX and local rates across the rest of the region at the moment. We'd also be a bit more cautious on dollar credit unless we see signs of a, you know, a best case where things, the structural headwinds normalize or at least a, a, a slowdown into a mild recession, uh, in which case, you know, local currency assets could, could uh, or dollar credit assets for that matter in EM would, would benefit a bit more given that you still have the pull from China we're just trying to re-stimulate its economy. All right. Anita Mitra, Head of Asia Macro Investment Strategy for BNY Manon Investment Management, helping us to navigate the dust that is settling after the FOMC meeting. Anita, thanks for your time and for a great weekend in advance. Thank you for having me. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.